yet another week, yet another episode. Welcome to Faces of Silver, the podcast. I am Ben Winkler, photographer, connoisseur of life, and hopefully lifelong curious being. Each week, we are trying to bring you an interesting guest with uh, inspire an inspiring message and a nugget of wisdom or something to ponder over for the coming week. So I hope you uh, will join us again next week. Every week we are streaming uh, a new episode, Fridays, 10 a.m. Pacific uh, Standard Time. And with this, let's get started. Today is one exciting morning. Uh, welcome everybody to the show. I finally have the pleasure of chatting with Mel Brady of Melbourne, Australia. Um, almost to the day after I shot in uh, across Australia and New Zealand. Mel is a silver, she is a gorgeous long-maned silver model and stylist of 30 years. We'll touch on attitude, styling, um, confidence issues and last but not least, very important, her brand new styling tutorials channel. Uh, so please join me as uh, I will be talking to Mel this morning live from Sedona, Arizona. Let's see if we can bring her on. I, of course, love getting feedback. I love hearing back from you. I love hearing what you thought about your <clears throat> experience <clears throat> excuse me to me it's all about the experience at the end of the day two years down the road you might not remember the the details of of uh, when we photographed you but how did it make you feel that's really what what counts for me that that should be the lasting impression so for today the testimony of the day is from mishi singh she says thank you ben for allowing me to show the world how beautiful we are Thank you so much for that. This is why I do what I do. Uh, that makes me smile. It's, it tells me that I'm on the right track and that, I'm at, that I have an impact in, in your lives. And I hope to do so for many more years to come. And that's why we are looking for people left and right to support us, to work with us, to collaborate with us, to keep this movement <clears throat> going. Sorry, obviously I'm in Sedona, Arizona. The air is so dry here. I'm just, my throat is always dry. So with that, let's see what today's show has in, in check for us. Hello, Ben. Good afternoon. Good, wait a minute. Good morning to you in Australia, correct? Correct, it is indeed. And how are you this lovely Monday morning, am I right? It is Monday morning. It's cold and a little bit wintry and I'm very well. How are you? I am just the opposite. I'm just coming out of the desert. I had 112 degrees yesterday, so I could send you some. Would no, you like some? Thank you very much. <laughs> no, People who no. know me know that I really don't like the heat, so I'm in my element here in winter. Where are you about? Uh, where are you at? You in Melbourne or I Sydney am in Melbourne, indeed I am. 
Melbourne, beautiful city. I've only been there once, but exactly about a year ago, yes. I believe. Yeah, and we just missed each other we by a hair. We were ships in the night. Yep, sailing past each other. <laughs> All right. Um, I wanted to pick your brains today uh, as you're sitting on the other side of the world. Um, I wanted to see how, A, you got involved in uh, in the gray movement and B, what the attitude is on, uh, well, down under, if there is any difference. I, w- I wanted to explore this. Yes. So to start, to start off with your background, you're a stylist, are you? I am a stylist, yes, Ben. I have been styling pretty much most of my life since I was in my 20s. Okay. And how how did you get into into gray or silver? When did that happen? Was was this during or was this after? Did you replace the styling? What happened? No, I only really um I only really started modeling about four years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. When I was twenty, I moved to Melbourne to model, but I ended up becoming a stylist because I just didn't have the confidence to model. Uh, so I've worked in advertising as a stylist for, you know, over 30 years here in Melbourne. Um, as far as the modeling, I had an accident about eight years ago, uh, and I had a long time off work and because I'd been dyeing my hair probably since I was a teenager, I used that opportunity to shave my head, uh, and grow out my silvers. Wait, wait, wait. What What do you mean by shave? Shave, shave or? Oh, crew cut. You know, like a buzz Excellent. cut. Excellent. Very cool. Okay. You know, I think there's two schools of thought when it comes to growing out hair. Um, women either do what I did. They go a pixie cut, like really super short and start yep. from scratch. Um, or they do, if they already have long hair, and I didn't. I had quite short hair because I was so grey. Um, so the other, the other school of thought is if you have longish hair that a lot of women just choose to stop dying and transition with the, um, the demarcation line. Um, Mm -hmm. some people think what I did is brave, but I think really growing out your silvers with long hair with a demarcation line is pretty brave. It takes so much more time and you're getting so many more. Well, either compliments or the opposite. So, opposite. so you're in, in, in the hot water for so much longer, a year, year and a half, depending. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, poss- possibly more. And I think because, um, because I've been a member of Silver Hair Groups for many, many, many years now, since before I started modeling four years ago, um, I have certainly seen some stories. Gray and Proud was one of the first on Facebook I joined. Um, Mm -hmm. And I've seen some terrible stories of judgment, um, you know, of women who are being judged by like someone serving them in the supermarket, looking at them sort of saying, oh, you've let yourself go, which how dare anyone say something like that anyway? It's ridiculous. But, you know. Exactly. And that's why I started. That's why I started my my involvement in, in yeah my my uh, branch of that i remember when when i was a teenager my mother as long as i can remember she was gray since i was a toddler that's all i knew and then when uh, the degrading way that that some guys would talk about her it's just how how dare we to judge other people how how you dare know, we this... and it's and it doesn't even boil down to people because at the end of the day for as long as i can remember men get to be silver foxes and hot and mm-hmm. women get to be old and grey. 
So, okay. you know, men look fabulous like George Clooney or a woman has let herself go. Somehow un- unfair, <laughs> I would say. So we are, we, are both, we are both working in the same direction here. What, what I wanted to explore here in terms of uh, invisibility and empowerment and, and, and in terms of confidence, do you see any difference how uh how you're treated down under versus maybe europe or maybe the us in terms of how people are in 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 the general attitude i always say australians are more relaxed they are not as as into capitalism whether we like it or not as we are here in the us um, what is your take on that i don't think that there's any difference between anywhere in the world really i think the the difference is our own attitude So we carry our attitude with us. Um, So I don't think it matters if we're not confident of ourselves and our decision to embrace our hair, um, whether we be in Australia or South Africa or Europe or America. I think we're all just as commercialised in the West. Um, So I really, I don't think that there's any, um, you know, maybe it's easier in the bigger cities than it is in in the sticks anywhere in the world. Um, you know, the sticks are always going to be a little bit more um, judgmental. Um, People know each other more, you know, how familiarity can breed contempt. Whereas though in a much larger city, um, I think people have less time to look and judge each other. Um, But it boils down to your own confidence, really. And that's, that's about the empowerment that you speak of. I think it's about uh, about comparing. We always compare ourselves to somebody else. We're never never uh, set in our own skin. We always want to be something else and whatever <laughs> what everybody else wants to be, wants us to be, right? So going back to going back to your your field of styling, uh, what how has this changed in in advertising? Like from a few years ago, gray was horrible. You couldn't be gray. You couldn't be older. Do you think there's a different, there's a tendency towards uh, towards older model, mature mature models now, or even grey hair? There, uh, definitely, I think there is. Um, I think though, you still need to be uh, perceived as beautiful, um, mm-hmm. and, and in a way, you still need to perceive, be perceived as um, thinnish. Um, so, having styled as for as long as I have, I suppose. When I uh, was styling a catalogue for Target four years ago, that's when they asked me to step in front of the camera as a model. Um, And that was quite progressive for them. If they had had an older model, it would be a much older model. Or in my 50s, if they asked me to step in front of the camera, they would have wanted me to look like a granny. So this is where my field of expertise being a stylist, knowing that in advertising advertisers over the years would take a 20-something and make her look 40-something or take a 40-something and make her look 60-something or they'd take someone like me in my 50s and make me look, um, make me wear the granny 90s and um, incontinence products and retirement homes. So the unusual thing about Target putting me in front of the camera four years ago and the only reason why I agreed to do it is because they wanted to portray me in a pair of skinny jeans youthfully. And I jumped at that chance to appear as youthful. So four years ago, that was incredibly progressive um, Mm -hmm. in advertising. Uh, And I think that at the same time that was happening around the world where 
women my age in their 50s are no longer being perceived as oldies because we're still cool. Very much so. I think we are, I always say this is, we are just getting into the grand phase of our lives. We are, we are just getting into our prime. Finally, you Finally. Know, the, kids are, the kids are grown and we can do as we please. I agree. We don't. I totally agree. And the thing about, you know, what you were saying before about, um, you know, judgment, judgment versus empowerment. Hmm. When you're in your 50s, the, the best thing about aging is you really shouldn't care what anybody else thinks. Other people's opinions of me are their business, not my business. So I don't care. So true. Can we really live it? That is the question. I think it gets really hard when uh, when we are judged and and uh, spoken about in our own circles by our own friends and especially with our within our uh, families. I mean, I I heard stories where uh, women get divorced over growing growing out their gray hair. Uh, another story: they were supposed to go to uh, to a wedding, and the daughter says, "I'm not going with you to, yes. to uh, like this to like this to the wedding uh, if you unless you color your hair uh, your hair." I mean, how dare we? And those are our own kids. It almost sounds I mean, like how... urban myth, doesn't it? But it's true. I've read that many times. And husbands saying to wives, don't you dare. You'll look like my mother. Mm -hmm. Or children being embarrassed by younger women growing out their hair in their 30s and 40s. And their children being embarrassed that people will think that they're their they're grandmother. And, you know, it couldn't be further from the truth because you know better than anyone, Ben. You've travelled the world and you've met so many beautiful women who have embraced their silvers. And I've seen a thousand transition photos. And in the photo, when a woman begins to transition or is thinking about it, first of all, there's fear in her eyes. Oh, yes. Second of all, the longer we dye our hair, the more the dye grabs, it sort of makes our skin look weird and pasty. And then you see the transition photo and transitioning to one's natural silvers actually makes you look younger. Your eyes pop, your skin looks beautiful, it frames your face. It's like a halo of absolute gorgeousness and I haven't ever seen a bad transition. I'm going to steal that of you. I say the same thing, very much so, except the halo of gorgeousness. Can I borrow that? <laughs> <laughs> so well, everybody out there, everybody one. out there listening now, you have a halo of gorgeousness, gorgeousness around you. Just celebrate it, own it and rock it. Well, there we go. I think it's, it throws light into your face. One of my biggest fashion tips ever is a simple white shirt. And as an older woman, you know, who's aging naturally, um, I, whenever I wear a white shirt, I feel, you know, better, you know, just as well as a photographer, when you put a white scrim under a model's face and you kick light up into their face. Well, when you wear a white shirt, it kicks kind of light up into your face and you look so fresh. Well, I feel like silver around a woman's face does exactly the same thing, but it really does pop eyes and skin beautifully. I always say it, it, it really brings us the, uh, the contrast, especially of eyes and eyebrows. If I, I love to look at before and after shots. Like, what were you? What did you look like ten years ago? Exactly. What, what are you looking looking like now? And they, they always wanna. They always try to hang on to, hold on to, with dear life, with uh, to the to the older version, the, to the colored version. When I say, you don't see the contrast. You don't see. You don't see what we see here. Cause, just because your your mind is somewhere else, you cannot appreciate what there is here and now. 
Isn't isn't that that's that's so interesting? Um, I'm going to use that if you don't mind. I you know the here and now as opposed to the then. I'm mm. a great one for only moving forward. Um, mm. The accident that I had that 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 um, that made me shave my head because I had so much time off work was the worst thing to really ever happen to me. Um, it still has ramifications to me physically today and also financially. But if I hadn't have had that accident and made the best out of a bad situation, I would be sitting here with dyed hair. I would have never embraced my silvers. I had a sliding door moment. And I think in life, it is the path of least resistance when the universe sends you in a certain direction. It takes less, um, it's less of a struggle to move with it than against it. And I feel the same way about aging. I always say my website, Embrace Age, it is much easier to embrace age than it is to try and hold back the years. All right, I'm trying. I'm trying to negate this entire thing here and say let's erase the the term age. Whenever we mention age, everybody starts cringing. I mean, if you're if you're twenty, if you're twenty, you're not. And if you're cringing, you're not that pretty anymore. I still want to photograph you, and if it's not me, everybody else wants to see you shine and open up and really radiate. And when we use the term age, it's just like, then we have anti-aging, then have, we have age discrimination, then we have, oh, you look good for your age. Can That's I smack beauty, you? Can I just smack you? Like, what the hell I, does that mean? You know what? That, that you look good for your age. I always Ouch. use the example with a person in their 20s of saying, oh, my God, you're so smart for your age. Like, <laughs> Ouch. Perfect. I but like that you, comeback. Yes. Yeah. Can you not just give a compliment? And and people say that to me all the time. Oh my God, Mel looks so good for her age. I'm like, I could use the F word right there like a bomb because it's sort of like, seriously? And that's when I discovered that I should say to younger people, oh my God, you're just so smart for your age, aren't you? How dare you? Please don't quantify a compliment. You give a compliment without quantification. And the word that you missed out on using there as well was defy age. Defy age is the one that that makes me pretty much implode. Um, I did a post on Instagram a little while ago uh, with a whole heap of Olay ads, O-L-A-Y, you know, the skin people. Um, Yes. And... You would think that they would be years old because they've been touting these taglines for decades. Um, and the, the taglines uh, were so, so ageist and so stupid. And I just sort of think, who is in charge of these advertising campaigns? Seriously, the most important thing for us to probably cover is to say that our demographic, and especially women over 50, we influence 80% of the world's global spend, 80% worldwide. We buy for our husbands, we buy for our children, we make decisions on the houses, on the cars, on education. We are not taking it anymore because we are ignored in advertising. I'm showing a 25-year-old advertising me a wrinkle cream and I look at that and I go, I'm not going to take that anymore. That is part of the reason why advertisers have taken on board older women and portrayed us youthfully because anyone who's looking at the demographics of how much influence we have and as an aging population we are growing so advertisers must show us each other we want to see each other i want to see my peers 
I will buy something if I can see my peers advertising it and not some Dewey-faced Kendall Jenner lookalike. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I'm rabid. No, I really oh, I am. I'm rabid. Beautiful. And I think, I think I said to you um, before we started the podcast, when I started this four years ago, I wanted to be what I wanted to see in the world. And I had a lot of deal breakers about modeling. Target put me in the skinny jeans. So my deal breakers were then, having worked in advertising for as long as I have, this was not about making money. I've knocked back so much money for my three deal breakers. My deal breakers were I'm not going to advertise retirement homes until I'm yep. ready to retire. I am not going to advertise incontinence products unless I have light bladder leakage. And I'm not going to advertise lace-fronted granny 90s that even my mother doesn't wear. Ouch. Deal yes. breakers. Deal breakers. I'm so with you. Deal breakers because I want... I wanted to show other women that we're not invisible and we are useful. Four years down the track, you know better than I do, there are thousands and thousands of women. There are hundreds and hundreds of models out there. We're showing each other what we can be and what we can do. And that is imploding to the point that I really wanted to not just show my peers, but to show my younger counterparts that it's okay to age that we're not ashamed of ageing, and when they're our age, they'll be bloody cool too. It's about, yeah, attitude, being cool, and just rocking it. For example, I was just, where was I? I was in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I photographed an 81-year-old Italian, I wanted to call her princess or firecracker. She had more energy than you and me together. I saw that She had the attitude, that shoot was one of the funniest shoots I ever had. So I get there, we start, I said, okay, so where do we start? We're getting to her complex, we're shooting at her house. She says, let's start at a gym. I go, what? <laughs> <laughs> I said, I want to see the, la the lay of the land. I want to see what we have to work with and so on. What are the common areas? What is your house like? And, and so on. She says, no, let's start at the gym. We get to the gym. It's a monstrous gym. You think you were at World's Gym in Venice. And she just jumps in and starts kicking and boxing. She finds a boxing machine. She, she's all over the place. Such nice attitude and radiance. It's, you know, I've, oh. It's energy is magic. I think one of the other things. It's contagious. It is contagious. And, you know, um, I wrote a while ago about energy. And I, what, what I think about energy is it's the spirit that inhabits our vehicle. Hmm. The vehicle being our body. And the spirit never ages. We can kill the spirit by aging it ourselves and telling it that it's not as good or it's not as beautiful or it should be duller or we need to hide our light or we need to be quiet or we need to, you know, conform. Um, and I think that spirit, when you see that in an 82-year-old woman, when you see it shining out of someone's eyes, whether they're five or 55 or 105, That spirit never dies. That spirit is always there. And I love that when I meet someone and it's shining out of their eyes. And I mean, hopefully that's what see, people see in me. It's, it's, oh, before I forget, I, I wanted, I didn't want to speak about a nameless person. Her name was Grazia and you can find her on my Facebook page yes. and you can find her on Instagram. She's, she's, you, you see the link there and then go to her page. You see a hundred more images of her where she's just, rocking everyday life i think she's a chef or she's she's enjoying food and teaching food as she's yes. italian 
and she's just all over the place with this. I can't get enough of her. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. So I wanted to touch a little bit on, um, A, you said you, were, you, you wanted to share and you want to inspire others. I seen that you recently started uh, YouTube tutorials. Do you want to tell us a bit about those? Ah, was it YouTube tutorials or was it or is it a model page on Facebook? Where well, where is that? I've had a model page on Facebook um, for a while, Mel Brady model. Okay. Um, I have an Instagram page as well, Miss Brady, and I have a YouTube page, Embrace Age. But at the moment, it's only been really in the last sort of um, week or so that I've started on Mel Brady model page doing tutorials of all of my tips and tricks of how I look after my hair or how I, um, you know, do my makeup. And as I said before, I think there are so many, um, my, my dream has come true as far as there being hundreds and thousands of, of beautiful silver haired women out there now who, you know, have taken um, to, to modeling, uh, showing photographs. So in a way, I think that I really wanted to lift my game and, become three-dimensional so that um, people could really reach out and ask me questions and, and get a much better sense of, of who, I, um, who I am and what I'm trying to do. And what I'm trying to do with that is to get cosmetic companies on board and skincare companies um, who will kind of get an idea that um, there are older women out there who are embracing age naturally and um, they should get behind us. Very beautiful. So basically, we want to do a shout out to any advertisers out there who uh, who are aligned with our demographic and who who want to advertise with you. They should they should look you up there and and should contact you. What's the best way to contact you? Um, you can just message me at Mel Brady Model on Facebook, or you can touch base with me at Miss Brady on Instagram. And it was funny actually, Ben, because my first tutorial that I did. Um, I gave a shout out to Origins, the beautiful skincare people, um, mm -hmm. and mentioned their product. And then they messaged me on Instagram and said, "We love you. Um, we'd love to, you know, you to come to a social media shoot. Where are you?" And I'm like, "I'm in Melbourne." And they're like, "Oh, we're in New York." Anyway, <laughs> um, it still felt okay. really good that a brand that I absolutely love and adore. Um, kind of noticed and reached out so um what's recognition it's recognition yeah uh, speaking of speaking of recognition i would like to touch the last topic i want to touch on today is um models in their not in their 50s 50s and up the agencies that are popping up uh, left and right and well, what is your take on that mm. what, what, what is your take on the industry at the stage at the moment honestly ben this is where i feel like i'm an investigator because I see okay. things that other people don't. Um, and because mm. I like to write, I'm, I'm a big researcher. So a while ago, I, um, I approached an English um, agent, agency to take me on board mm. and I never heard anything from them. Um, okay. And then almost two years later, I popped up on their website as their new talent without signing a contract. Um, and I thought, holy hell, they, they just pilfered all my photos off Instagram and stuck me up there. Um, now I Which know, is not cool. No, it's not cool. I've left myself there, still with no contract. Um, and I have actually done a few castings for them. Now, there are agencies who are doing that without permission. But there are also agencies who are taking on um, these amazing um, older models that I know around the world who are actually signing contracts. But it led me down a rabbit hole of wondering 
why, why these agencies all around the world were signing models from a completely different country. And I really went down the rabbit hole to do a little bit of research on that. And it started to bother me because I think, having been a stylist as long as I have, um, I align this whole idea with what children's modelling agencies used to do, still do. They take on board a lot of people. They take on board people that they know they will never get work for. They charge them for workshops and folios and they're told that there's a lot of work out there, but really just a small percentage actually get the work and the rest are taken advantage of by the agency as a money-making concern. So I think... The rabbit hole I've gone down, I've, I've found a lot of agencies around the world who are doing exactly this. They take on board half a dozen international signings who will probably never, ever come to that country. And they use those signings to sign up ordinary women mm-hmm. and tell them that there's so much work out there they should join up. And then they charge them for workshops. It's just unethical. I, it's, it's I don't want to. I, I don't want to align with that exactly. Mm, yeah, no, I think it, there's there's almost every country has more than one example of that happening. Uh, at the moment, I'm not repped by any agency at all. I've been repped by two modeling agencies, and quite frankly, um, as much as I admire the people who run these agencies, I've left both of them because they just sit there and they wait for the phone to ring, and when no work comes in. They kind of say, oh, well, you know, there's just no work out there for you. And mm-hmm. I would love to be repped by an agent who would really like to manage me and find opportunities because there's no use saying to someone um, with a demographic like mine who is only just, you know, it's a crack. The door is only open a crack, but given our aging population, the door is going to open wider and wider. I'm not going to go back and be represented by a modeling agency who just sits and waits for the phone to ring. I've been so proactive in getting the work that I have to show my peers that we're cool, that I would love to have an agent who would be willing to really work to find that work, to convince advertisers that um, I would be great talent for them. So I'm certainly not going to join an agent who I think is um, stealing other women's money. And that's, that's the best that I can put it. It's unethical. And, eventually, and that's, nice, that's nicely put. <laughs> well, I could be a lot harsher. And I think chatting with some of these women who have been taken on board by some of these agents, they're actually starting to be disheartened and lose confidence because they keep going for castings they're never going to get. If they even get to the castings. I know of so many who never get sent to any yeah, castings. Well, there's, there's that as well. So... So those agents are actively looking to make money from us and actively lying to the people that we're trying to empower. So that makes me pretty, pretty bloody mad, actually. Just stand, you know, stand for something and, and say the way it is. You know, it, don't promise them. It's, it was like this with beauty pageants when you're 16, yes. 17, whatever. And that it's is- just the same thing all over again. Same thing all over again. So, and the recovery, you don't have the time to recover anymore. I mean, all of these women, most of these women that I'm working with have some sort of recovery to do from where they got disheartened by some idiot who called them something or the mother called them they are, they are too fat or too short or they smell or whatever. And it, it carries out, it carries throughout a lifetime. They never get rid of it. And I'm trying to work against it. 
And now we have agencies who do just the same thing all over again. They lie straight to your face. You are. And, you know, there's one more topic that that leads to that we should cover quickly as well. Because we're actively, you know, trying to show our, our peers. Now, I did mention earlier about our younger counterparts and how I wanted to set an example for them. But they're growing up in a digital world where everybody is perfecting themselves digitally and now perfecting themselves cosmetically. Because they're being judged, they're being judged for not being perfect and there's an illusion out there on the internet of comparing ourselves to everybody's perfect curated life that I think that younger women are losing sight of the fact that it's our imperfections that make us beautiful, that it's, they make us unique and I'm so tired exactly. of looking on the internet, especially Instagram, and seeing these girls in their 20s who are turning themselves into clones of each other because they think that that's the way they should look. And that, that makes me very, very, very sad. So it, it's even more important for us to, to go down the road that we're going down to show our peers that they can embrace themselves because hopefully that will have a knock-on effect for younger women because I do think that this striving for perfection is, is making us lose our humanity. It's, it's as nice, as I'm a visual person, as nice on one hand uh, Instagram is for me, as bad it gets. It, I mean, we are getting taken over. We are looking at everybody else every free minute we have. We are looking at what is... XYZ doing and what what are, what do they look like today and what are and they wearing all, and, and with all those bloggers and influencers and mm, whatever they're all young and, and perfect and they're monetizing. and I know how many I know how many of them that I know that when you see them in real life they look nothing like their 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 imagery I go seriously how do you meet people how do you keep a straight face well we could talk ad infinitum about influencers i mean i'm called a micro influencer because i have 17000 followers on instagram but 17000 people on instagram is a piss in the ocean compared to a bikini model who has 500000 followers now there are actually um, there are programs now uh, that you can really see those people those followers are real or whether or not they're bought. And influencers are making a lot of money from, um, from clients who um, want to have these influencers advertise their product. But how do we know what's real and what's not? As long as influencers are all mostly young and beautiful, where does that lead us down a rabbit hole? I wonder. So, so, here, so here is the thing. Uh, I had this idea at some point, I think a year ago or something, I was, I was playing around with this. I was talking to somebody and I said, you know what, I'm just going to start a, a certification service, like for all these online dating services, for whatever you use your imagery for. I certify that this person looks the way, and not 10 years younger, that this person <laughs> looks the way you see them here. And, I laugh, but it's and, not funny. And, yeah, and whoever I don't remember who I was talking to, go like, you really think you're gonna make any money with this? Nobody wants to look the way they really look. I go, it's bizarre, Shit, there's it? a point. There is a point in that. It's the same thing, the same dilemma I face with my photography. How many years now in a role have I been told a either I'm in the wrong city <laughs> because I wanna I wanna photograph what is and natural and I wanna catch the emotions and who the person is. And for example, I used to live in, I had my studio in Boca Raton, Florida, which is like LA, the high, 
it is Boca, it is Miami, it is LA, the high society of plastic surgery. There is nobody yeah. that looks like a human, a normal human being anymore. And they said, you're in the, in the wrong place. And I'm tr- when I, when I, before I start out photographing somebody, I said, okay, I want to show you what I see and, and who there is. And then they said, well, you can Photoshop that, right? I said, Photoshop, what's that? Kodak closed its doors 10 years ago. And they look at me yep. like, what? <laughs> so, you know, it's just this, this, it's this thing where I said, why can, it, can you not appreciate every wrinkle that you have? You have been smiling about it. You've been laughing about it. Crying. Don't you enjoy that? And crying. Or crying. And or crying. crying of laughter. How about a combination? Crying of laughter. Yeah, why I, are we I, so I, stuck I, up? We want to look. I had a 71-year-old woman once. She wanted me to retouch her again and again and again. In the end, what I showed her to, well, when she was next to me, she looked, she was 71. She looked like 38, 42, 38. somewhere there. I said, your friends are going to be laughing behind your back. Why? Why do you want me to? A, I'm not going to do it. You're not getting this image that we just created here because it, it has nothing to do with you. There's no resemblance. That's not what I stand for. And so she walked out and she never, she never bought any imagery, nothing. She says she was not happy. I go like, fine with me. That's not, that's what I stand for. That's not what I do. I'm not, I'm I'm not making you something you're not. I love. You have enough filters out there today. I I love that. I I knock back. A lot of younger people want to photograph me um, and I knock them back because I think that um, growing up in an analog world and working with great photographers who know how to light someone well, at my age, um, having no Botox or surgery, I need beautiful light. Give me beautiful light and my wrinkles will, will soften and I'll look the best that I possibly can. But um, I refuse to be photographed by a lot of younger people who have offered to photograph me because they often don't know how to light well and rely on retouching at the back end. And I'm going to come out looking like an absolute clown if I've got no control over the imagery. So... Um, so I don't do it. I mean, I'd love to, I'd love to test a lot more, but I don't because, um, that's the bucket I find myself, I find myself in. Um, you know, I've never been to the States. Um, hopefully I'll get there in the next few years, but, um, I would absolutely adore to stand in amongst a crowd of women my own age and look real. I would love that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's what, what it leads me back to is we can, like we have models around today or Instagram models. That's, that's what really rocks my boat. This is when I'm, when I'm really, what really sets off my, oh, what, what are you going to do when Instagram goes out? Instagram <laughs> disappears, you're not there anymore. And then you have this competition where you have, you're putting five filters, one filter over the other, so you're not anymore what you are already. And then you still don't get the hits, so you start minimizing your fabric that you're wearing to pretty much nothing where is class? Where is your self, not self-confidence, your self-value? Aren't you worth anything that you display yourself like that? I mean, I photograph fine art notes. I photograph whatever it is, but it has to be with taste. It has to be timeless. It has to be, look at old photographs when we, as you said, analog, when we had every wrinkle, everything was there, what really was there. And these images still survive until today. Yeah. With, uh, with our, with our fast-moving social media world today, what we see today, we don't remember tomorrow. Everything's what's disposable. The value in, what's the value in it? That's why I always promote print your stuff. 
But if you are making yourself something that you're not and you print it and you hang it on the wall and you have guests coming in, they walk in through the hallway, they look at the painting, they look at you, they look at the picture, they look at you and they go, who is that? <laughs> you know, <laughs> something you know, went terribly wrong. I, I think perhaps we're, perhaps we're reaching a uh, point of implosion. But seriously, in the world of advertising, I know for an absolute fact that so many big advertisers are trying to get on the Instagram train. There's, there's something called native content. So big advertisers who have in the past spent a lot of money on professional crews to provide um, imagery, campaign imagery, catalogue imagery. Um, as a stylist, I find my work is, is drying up a little bit because they just aren't the bigger campaigns that they used to be. But what the advertisers are trying to do are pay these influencers for what they call native content. And the native content is basically being provided and made, you know, to agencies, but the advertisers want it to look like it's been made by the individual. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's a little bit more kind of low brow. Uh, it's not high res. And so tons and tons of advertisers around the world are all trying to get in on the Instagram, you know, train with influencers sort of creating this native content that people can identify with because people don't identify with great big campaigns as much as they used to. So I don't know. I don't know where it's going to end. And I can't see it ending anytime soon. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately, the internet is here to stay. Um, so there's not a lot of control we have over that. And I know it makes me angry when I sort of, you know, go down the rabbit hole. So I try not to get angry and I try to turn around and do what I can do myself. Um, act local, think global. Um, keep on being what I want to see in the world. Because uh, truly, when I first started four years ago, I, I, was, um, I lost a lot of friends. I had friends who tried to have an intervention because I was taking lingerie um, selfies. Mind you, I was modeling lingerie for a major retailer, but I was taking these lingerie selfies and showing myself in a certain way. And my, some of my girlfriends thought that I was insane and doing myself a disservice. Um, I've been trolled more times than I care to remember over my boobs, over my hair. Um, and I tell you what, I used to be quite sensitive. And nowadays, as a 50, almost 56-year-old woman, um, I honestly can say, as a creative, I'm still slightly sensitive. But you can say what you like about me. I know that I am doing every single thing in my power. I have a mission, same as you, Ben. And having a mission in life is pretty bloody good, I reckon. Well, with the mission and with the passion, if you can, can combine those two, and I'm always saying, like like uh, the example that you just brought up, if I don't see more in that than I would see anywhere on a beach, then what are we so hooked up about? Mm. And yet I mean, you're not allowed to show a nipple. <sighs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about free the nipple. And no, that, that no. takes us back to the whole idea of women being, still being judged on a whole mm -hmm. different level than a man. Uh, yeah, but you know what? Look at this. It's the same thing as, as I said, if, uh, if a door opens, a woman sits out inside, inside that room or whatever the office or whatever it is, and another woman comes in, that scanning that goes on, 
up and down the other woman oh, at the judgment. Yeah. Yeah. You have the same thing, but you have the same thing going on here. Who is judging those women? As you just said, women. your own peers, your women. own women were oh, judging yeah. you. Oh, it's yeah. not the guys. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, you're probably aware of Wendy Packer, Fashion Over 50, um, wonderful yes. Facebook page. Yes, um, Wendy has uh, put quite a few pictures of me up over the years. And last year, she put a picture up. Um, I was wearing a leather jacket. I was pretty close, but I, you know, I had a cleavage. I've got good boobs. Why not? Um, mm-hmm. And she had to remove the picture because there were so many negative comments from so many of her followers. And in the end, she invited me to write an editorial uh, about um, the fact of the matter is when that happens, when you're trolled, women always say to other women, oh, just ignore the haters. And I kind of, I kind of thought, hang on a second. First of all, I don't like the word haters. I don't think they're hating. What I think it is, is that women who aren't confident see a confident woman and they want to tear her down because they lack confidence themselves. So they want to tear down what they don't have. So I said, well, I don't want to hate the haters. I'm going to address the trolls from now on. I'm going to try and find out why they dislike themselves so much and how can I help them? If we can help the women who try to tear down other women because of their confidence, if we can build them up, then we might have a chance at actually, you know, empowering the world because it is women who tear each other down um, and it can be incredibly spiteful and judgmental. There's a lot of very straight-laced, very classic ladies out there who just do not want to see boobs. They just don't want to see boobs. The moment they see boobs, it's like, shit, that's disgusting. I'm like, well, it's not like I've got my boobs aren't on a plate. Like, it's quite a nice cleavage. All you need to say when you see an image that you personally don't like as a woman to another woman, just don't comment. I mean, isn't that the way we were brought up to go, mm-hmm. if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all? Exactly. I so agree. All right. Um, we are getting close to our time. I have a few more questions. Yes, Ben. One is, what's next for you? What is your next project? What are you working <laughs> on? What are you, what are you involved in? What, we want to know. Well, I'm actually involved in something super, super, super cool. Um, I'm involved in, aside from doing the tutorials on um, Facebook um, and continuing to, to, you know, get whatever styling work is left out there in the world, um, I have aligned myself with a, a network, a, a network here in Australia called Silver Fox. Now, Silver mm-hmm. Fox Network is not to be confused with a modelling agency, Silver Fox Management. Silver Fox Network is run by an amazing person, Gillian, uh, who is really passionate about what we're passionate about. So okay. she has devised a competition called Search for a Silver Fox. And I have been brought on board as an ambassador, but more importantly, when the show gets off the ground, um, I'm going to be a judge slash mentor. So the competition originally started out to be a little bit of a modelling competition and I put my two bob, as we say in Australia, I put my um, idea forward and went, and went I, don't, I don't see how a modelling competition for older people, like people over the age of 45, is going to work because there just isn't work out there. 
What would okay. be amazing would be to have older people over the age of 45 who are... Did you just... Wait, wait, wait. Did you just say older people again? Oh, this yes. term just cringes me. Of people in their prime. People in their prime. Well, mm-hmm. these people think they're past their prime. That's the point. These people, the people who have joined up to be a part of this TV show... A lot of them have actually been well known in the Australian public until they reached a certain age. <laughs> so, so, so there you go. There are singers and actors and people who have been in the news and you know entrepreneurs and all sorts of people uh, joining up to be part of Search for a Silver Fox. And it's going to be something like a cross between Survivor and Celebrity Apprentice. That is cool as heck. I can't wait to see more about it. What is the timeline of that? Well, it's looking for funding at the moment. It's looking for major funding because we want to offer a major uh, prize, like a hundred grand prize pool. Um, Mm -hmm. And I can tell you what, if not this year, next year, um, the network itself, I'll send you all the links um, when it's up and running, but you would be a great person to come out um, and, and be part of it. For, you know, for an episode, you know, to photograph people or something, the, the world really is our oyster as far as where Search for a Silver Fox can go. Um, yeah. So I'm pretty excited um, about being on board that because it's going to be, it's going to be about people's confidence and their skill set and what they know. And with tasks, you know, similar to Survivor or Celebrity Apprentice where they can break off into teams and they, they can help each other. Um, mm-hmm. So support exactly, and whether or not what they want to do with the prize money, are they going to keep it and take a family holiday, or do they want to give fifty percent to charity? Or you know, it's going to be a very different TV show, unlike anything ever made. So um, I'm pretty beautiful. I like that, and it's our demographic, and it's we are not done. We are not invisible. We are just getting better. Just Excellent. getting better. Just getting started. Absolutely. Um, to recap again, for those who tuned in a, a bit later, how can people find you? Oh, first, I want to remind. I want to mention again your modeling page. And I was it was it both on YouTube? Was it and which one do you prefer? Where where should they find you? Mel Brady model on Facebook. Okay. Is where I'm doing my tutorials at the moment. Eventually, I'll push them over to my YouTube page. My website is Embrace Age. And I'm Miss Brady on Instagram. Take your pick, really. And... You can have as much of me or as little of me as you like, Ben. And how your your tutorials, those who have never seen them, uh, and they, how can we entice them to go over there? What? Well, uh, give us a quick overview of what they are about. Um, having long hair all the way down to my back, uh, I'm sick and tired of paying $65 for a wash and blow dry. So I've perfected how to blow dry and curl your own hair in the space of 25 minutes. Uh, so that got a lot of uh, great reception last weekend. Um, I also just put a makeup tutorial, how I do little corner lashes to open up my eyes, how to conceal bags under my eyes. Uh, this morning um, I did another little one. I'm going to talk about all sorts of things. I've got a lot of tips and tricks having worked with makeup artists for the last 30 years. I'm also going to get makeup artists on um, and yeah. show my followers um, lots of other ideas of um, how to look after their skin and their face and wardrobe as well. Excellent. Beautiful. Uh, with that, what's your final message for those who are uh, 
trying or considering going gray or those who are in the middle uh, should they what's the encouragement you want to give them i i truly think everyone has their own journey and and probably we've talked about embracing it but there is also no shame in going back yeah some women get to a certain point when they're growing out their hair and it becomes emotionally so difficult for them with their family or with their work do not be ashamed in going backwards because it's you not know. it's not you know you can try again when you want there's a lot of support um like um gray and proud um or silver sexy and you know on on um facebook there's so many groups of encouragement but i really really think that there, there's no shame in in going back um, it takes a lot of guts and um, don't start too early either because lots of girls who start really early are kind of disappointed in the quantity of their silvers. So, you know, just, just go your own journey. And as I said before, other people's opinions of you are none of your business. Try and remember that. Beautiful. And how does the saying go in Australia? You can stick that in your pipe and smoke it too or you something like that? Stick it up your <laughs> stick it up your dumper and you know, yeah, absolutely. Something absolutely. something like Honestly, that. Those who judge and tear you down are insecure mm. themselves. Just remember, you know, that awful word haters. People only hate because they don't love themselves. So if you love yourself, that's enough. Beautiful. Mel, it was so much fun talking to you. And Thank especially you that last that last notion, that last comment you made of it's it's okay to go back. Nobody has ever said that said that on the show before. And I really applaud you for that. And I'm grateful for that because there 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 is this torn stage in between. And some just yeah. want to go back or need to go back, or it's just the wrong yeah. time. It's just the wrong time, and that's okay. It's so okay. Yeah. I, I think when you've been dark, you do get a lot of ash. But when you've been a natural blonde. Sometimes you just don't and you just sort of go to white. And when you're all white, some, it, without the ash, you can feel kind of invisible. Go pale pink, go pale blue, you know, choose a pastel colour. But really, if you've been a member of one of those groups and you've got a lot of support from women in your transition, don't be afraid to share with them that you're going to embrace the dye again. Don't go permanent. You know, go for a semi-wash or something like that. But, yeah, I think it's really important because I've seen a lot of women who have really struggled um, and, it, and it's okay. It's okay. It's like a diet. You know, sometimes it works and sometimes you'll try again at the right time and the right Excellent. diet for you. Excellent. So much. Thank you so much for that. And uh, to all our listeners, go over to Mel's pre- uh, page. Check out her tutorials because apparently there is so much stuff there that I don't even know about or I haven't <laughs> seen. So now I'm going to be scooting over there. I want to know. Thank you, Mel. Thank you so much for being on. Lovely. uh, We shall do this again. Love to. Okay. Take care, Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. So how did you like this call? I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I'm still smiling big time uh, about the fact that we were able to finally bring Mel on. I mean, she's been on my radar for quite a while. <clears throat> I've got a few more points here before I'm signing off. We are growing in- exponentially. Uh, a for the magazine, 
we are always and still looking for content. We are looking for contributors. We are looking for people who want to write. People with ideas. Uh, publishers, people with advertising experience, uh, marketing, billing. Everything. There's so many parts and, and little wheels that go into that. It's a whole new world for me. It's exciting. I can't tell you that much. Uh, so if you have... Uh, any interest if you want to contribute or if you know of anybody please contact us at uh, info at benwinkler.com um, then we have uh, oh first of all I want to make an announcement we have uh, another team member number three I don't want to put numbers but now we are three strong uh, Inbal Inbal manages our operations so welcome Inbal um, also, we are looking for a salesperson. We are looking for somebody who is who's going to be running our fine art series. And uh, they go out from anywhere to hotels, to airport lounges, to whatever. Uh, we are selling our fine art prints, anything from black and whites to the light paintings. If you haven't seen them, they are our abstract colored photographs where I take uh, photographs, for example, from a bridge or a skyscraper or something and change them into abstract, uh, really cool colors. You can see samples on our main site at uh, www.benwinkler.com. And last, I need an agent. Finally, I've got to the po gotten to the point. I've got so many wheels spinning. I need an agent to represent my two brands. One is Ben Winkler Photography and the second is Faces of Silver. So if you know of anyone, uh, if you heard of anyone that we could connect with, please uh, contact us again at info at uh, benwinkler.com or you can call us at 323-844-3098. Uh, if you like what you hear and uh, if you enjoyed uh, our conversations every Friday morning here, tune in again. Uh, iTunes is usually the best and we also post a link on Facebook uh, every Friday 10 o'clock a.m. Pacific Standard Time that's LA time um, please share it with your friends on Facebook on Instagram let us grow share the share the love share the movement and uh, best thing doing so is either reshare the post that we have there or just take a screenshot and tag us in it so I hope to see you again see and hear you again next Friday 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time.